SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Two-hour extravaganza. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. You want to email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and uh, phone calls uh, maybe this hour as well. If you want to chime in, 844-843-6879. Again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. NBA, NHL, head coaching firing. We got some golf talk. Uh, we got some hockey stuff, and we got some pro football news. Good news, bad news for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, a little bit of split, as fellow Dolphin fans can celebrate on one aspect and uh, not so on the other. And the rich get richer, for sure, in the NBA. What a, what a joke the NBA really can be. So, a lot to get to this last hour. We'll let you know which uh, teams we're going to play on later on tonight. we got our opposite picks coming up uh, in uh, about 40 minutes or so. A poll question is out. It's the uh, the Tiger Woods rule. You know, you got the Michael Jordan rules, Jordan rules. Uh, you got the uh, the Brady rules in the NFL. I don't know if you necessarily have hockey rules, but um, you do so in golf because it's going to be the uh, the Tiger Woods rule. No doubt about it. And I don't doubt they change it. I really don't. This, this really, it, it brings up an interesting question. You know, as we're discussing Tiger here a little bit and all the things he's going through, I don't doubt for a second he'll be able to come back. And not that I'm a doctor. Not Who knows, really, though? You know, I, honestly, just, just out of, you know, desire and everything else. Maybe not, uh, but the guys come back from, from so many surgeries and everything else, right? But it looks like his leg and his ankle got busted up real seriously, re- re- pretty bad. So it's going to be a little while. And I could easily see him say, listen, I, 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 can't, I can't play, you know, 18 holes. I can't walk 18 holes. I mean, I could probably walk 18 holes, but I can't do all the other things before my round starts and then walk 18 holes and, and, and be competitive. But if I could ride a golf cart for those 18 holes, then we're talking a different story. And I do believe this debate is going to come up. Whether they pass the rule or not, who knows? I think they should. But I can guarantee you, I'm telling you, they're going to bring this stuff up and, and we're going to be debating it. And it's going to be, you know, the the, the old uh, DH or non-DH, you know, um, type of situation. It, it, it's it, There's no right, no wrong. You just... You are where you are on what side of the aisle. So that's our poll question. Uh, the Tiger Woods rules, I'm going to refer to it as, uh, should golfers be allowed to use their carts? Uh, yes, 31%. No, 29 Could care less, 22 And uh, almost 17 for only for some, not for all. I don't think you realistically could do that. Although, you know, if you got a, a, a doctor's note, we'll say, um, you know, for lack of a better phrase, permission from the doctor saying you need a cart. Think about this, though. In all seriousness, as we always are. What if Tiger said, "Listen, I can't do it. I, I you know, listen, I, my my ankle is, is in uh, in shreds here, but I can ride, and I can hit the ball, and I can be in your tournaments, and I can bring fannies to the TV set." So you either change the rule. I'm not threatening you. Just I'm telling you what it is. You either change the rule, or I don't play. 
I really, I wonder, you know, with all the love that the golfers, which is a good sign to see, have come out for Tiger and supported him. I can't help but think that if Tiger said to these guys, everyone's just, you know, showering their support and love for him, right? Which I don't know why it seems to surprise a lot of people. But, I, you know, I, I think for the most part he's liked on the tour. You know, it's not like when he was younger. But uh, Scott Wetzel sitting and taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, uh, getting into the world of sports here. So I wonder really what the PGA would do. Forget about a boycott. Forget about a strike. Forget about the players for now saying, all right, we're not playing. We'll play the majors because we want to win the majors. But, uh, you know, all, all these other tournaments, forget about it. We can go overseas. But believe me, there's a gazillion tournaments overseas we can play in. So we really don't need you. The PGA really does need the golfers more than the golfers need the PGA. I wonder what the PGA would do. They have not been in favor of it, at least not historically, not with Casey Martin, not with the others. You know, they do do it on the senior tour. I, I mean, If you told them your bread and butter, your main man cannot play anymore unless he can ride a cart, I wonder, boy, you talk about putting them in a corner. I bet they would back down. I do. I bet they would say, okay. Let's, uh, let's uh, play golf and let's uh, stop walking. Why not? All right, NBA last night. Warriors beat the Pacers 111. We'll just go in order. Uh, Warriors beat the Pacers. Uh, I'm not sure why, but Golden State was a slight underdog. Uh, I'm not putting Indiana on that level. I'm not putting the Golden State down. So I thought that was a pretty easy play. Warriors getting two. Hawks blew out the Celtics as we talked about hour number one. What, what a gutless, just absolutely horrible performance by Boston, which was a one-point favorite. Earlier in the day, their owner went on a local radio station in Beantown and gave his support for Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge, the team president, saying, no, they're not going to get fired. No way, no way, no way. But still, it came up. It's no doubt been discussed in Boston. And how did the Celtic players respond? Laid an absolute egg from start to finish. Now, not only did they lose by 15, that'll occur. You know, the close games can turn into blowouts late down the stretch. But this was a blowout from the outset. Down 13 after one, down 23 at halftime. I mean, what an absolute horrible, gutless performance by the Boston Celtics. On a day in which, you know, they question the head coach's job security, they respond by losing by double digits to the god-awful Atlanta Hawks. Just pathetic. Just getting in the way, hour number two. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's out of our control. You know, um, that's really all I got to say about it. Um, but I'm just glad you both got in the game. You know, because I feel like he's one of those dudes that really deserved it, and people keep over, overlooking him and disrespecting him. So I'm glad he's in the game. And uh, who else I think I should um, I think somebody from Indiana should have been in, but it's whatever, man. You know. I'm assuming you're still getting the call to defend that Skills Challenge championship, though. Yeah, uh, I might. I might. We want you to, Heat Nation wants you to go to defend it, bud. No doubt. Come on. You know, I know Heat Nation wants me to be two and out. I know. I know.
All right, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler uh, for the Miami Heat talking about uh, being snubbed for the All-Star. Listen, you can't put in 50 million guys. You know, these guys all think they're the greatest things in, in, in sliced bread. And it does go to show how far Miami's come back that they got so little respect going to the NBA Finals one year and then their best player the next year can't go to the, uh, the, the All-Star game. It's a remarkable, isn't it? Half the players are bitching and complaining there's an All-Star game. And then the other half are bitching and complaining that they're not going to the All-Star game. You know what? I wish they'd get on the same page. All-Star game outside of having bonuses in your contract, or do you? You know, you know. I know what you do. You call up some of these guys that are complaining. You know, give up Paul George. I know it's a different conference, but give Paul George a call. You know, he's bitching and whining and complaining about the All-Star game. Give LeBron a call. He's crying about the All-Star game, you know. All these guys want to cry about it, but then when they don't get asked, you know, they're, they're complaining about, you know, they didn't get asked. You know, it's, uh, make up your mind. You know what, Jimmy? You know, don't sit there in, in, in you know, a couple games under 500. do Don't have a lousy season. Anybody can anybody, but anybody can score 20 points a game, as these guys all do. But uh, don't go two games under 500 and expect to be rewarded for your play. doesn't happen that way. So uh, all-star game proceeds without Jimmy Butler. But for our purposes, Butler and Trey Young – who I still can't believe got snubbed, but without fans, I guess they really don't care about the Atlanta fan base. And uh, Devin Booker all went over their totals, all three yesterday. You know, if FanDuel allowed you, I don't know, if they allowed you to put those three in a three-team parlay, boy, that is easy money. That was easy, easy money. Uh, Bulls beat the Teacups, 133-126. Zach with 35. Levine, Pelicans, 128-118 over the Pistons. Zion had 21, so uh, they win. They don't cover, but the game goes over, which is what we cared about. Thunder beat, uh, okay, or Thunder beat San Antonio on a, a Dort shot at the buzzer. A good old Lou, 102-99. Phoenix loses uh, at home to Charlotte, 124-121. Wow, that's a, that's a bad loss for the Suns. Uh, they've been playing great basketball. This Hornets team's not bad. I, I will tell you that. With, with LaMelo Ball, they're not a bad team. Uh, they blew a big lead uh, the other night against Utah, and they responded last night with a nice road win at Phoenix. Chris Paul, 20 points. And then, as we discussed in the first hour, Jazz blow out the Lakers and LeBron, 114-89. Uh, despite only 13 from Donovan Mitchell, which did not help our 65 to 1 MVP odds, but that's okay. You know, at least they won. I think I'd rather have them win and him do poorly than him do great and lose. I think uh, the fact that LeBron stunk out the joint only 19 points, the fact they lost by 25 on national TV, it was a four letter network game. Boy, that is a beautiful thing. That uh, that really is. So I'll, I'll take that. But it was a lost opportunity for Mitchell to kind of put himself really on the MVP map. It's amazing. He's still sixty-five to one, best team in the NHL record or NBA record-wise, and he's the best player by far. And they they're still sixty-five to one odds on him. Amazing. I, I'm get on it if you haven't already. Uh, NHL Tampa Bay beat the Carolina three nothing. Game goes under. Dallas 3-0 over Florida. Game goes under. Maple Leafs 2-1 over the Flames. Game goes under. Notice the trend continues. Three, so the game went over. Uh, Coyote. Uh, Anaheim was leading at 3-0 in the third, and they blew the lead. Game goes to a shootout. 
Uh, Minnesota wins in Colorado. Nice road win for the Wild, 6-2. to two, And the Kings beat the Blues 2-1 as uh, L.A. wins its uh, sixth in a row as they are obviously playing some very, very good hockey. And you know Montreal fired their head coach, Claude Julien, so he is out after back-to-back losses to the uh, Ottawa Senators. You, you don't, like I said, uh, you, you know, you college basketball. You got Arkansas knocking off Alabama. In second place, Alabama is in first. Pull the get the cover. North Carolina State upset Virginia sixty-eight to sixty-one. That was a surprise. That was a tough over. Over under was one twenty-seven. They had fifty-two points at halftime. Fifty-two, which means you could have given up seventy-five points in the second half and still got the the win. And they scored seventy-seven, and the game goes over by two. Boy, that's – you score 52 points one half. You got that many points to give in a, in a Virginia game. It's amazing. It just snapped. And all the scoring in the second half, 70. And it really wasn't even that much fouling. Like, they got a couple of cheap points in the end, but not, not like 15 or so sometimes you see. Yeah, that's a tough over. That's a tough, tough loss because we were on the under on that one. Uh, Tennessee beats uh, Vandy by 12, so they cover the eight-point spread. Clemson yesterday beat Wake Forest 60-39. Our opposite picks, uh, not too, too bad um, as we run down the scores. And Marquette beat North Carolina. That was a surprise. 83-70. That was one of those games where they threw in there. In fact, um, Roy Williams had a funny response when one of the reporters afterwards asked him about, you know, do you kind of regret, you know, scheduling Marquette since you really didn't need to? And it turned out to be a loss. Uh, and he said, well, you know, hindsight 2020. I mean, geez, you know, you don't have to be a genius. Yes, since we lost. But if we won, then, you know, he was actually kind of funny about it. Butler beat Seton Hall. Well, I tell you, that Pirate team, 61-52. What a disappointment this year. That team had high expectations. That team started like gangbusters at the beginning of the year, and now they can't get out of their own shadow. And that's that's a bad not, not a bad, bad load, but it's just, man, that's you got to win those games. You know, you want to get into the NCAA tournament, and they're, you know, clearly on the outside looking in. That should have been a tournament team. There's too much talent on that team not to make the tournament. Rutgers beat Indiana 74-63. That was a pick we gave out. And uh, Providence blew out Xavier 83-68. Since he wins at Tulsa 70-69. And Fresno State last night beat UNLV 67-64. So let us go to our opposite picks uh, and figure out how well we did or how poorly we did. Um, Ball State plus 4.5 was a winner yesterday afternoon. Wake Forest plus 3.5 was a loser yesterday afternoon. Marquette plus 8.5 was a winner, winning outright. Indiana plus three and a half was a loser. Alabama plus one was a loser. And uh, LeBron and the Lakers getting eight was a loser. So tough go for opposite picks yesterday. Two and six, or excuse me, two and four uh, with our six picks, right? Uh, win on Marquette and Ball State. Uh, loser, yeah. Uh, so two and four. And that brings our overall record now, a little dip into our profits, if you go opposite, to 102 winners and 81 losers. Let's go two and four there with one push. 
Not bad, though. Still 21 games over 500. We got a, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. We got a six-pack of games for you, seven-pack of games for you. We got a little bonus. To, you know, six and seven we like to give. So we got seven games coming up, and we'll do that in about uh, 20 minutes or so. Got our poll question out there, and uh, we got, oh, you know what, we'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll run down all the plays that we have, uh, not the opposite pick plays, but all our trend plays and all our prop plays uh, that we like to do every single day in the NBA and NHL. And then we got a couple of little NFL tidbits uh, to get to as well real quickly. It's an opposite picks Thursday morning, 21 past the hour. Here's truly sitting and taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio. Opposite picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know me, Stace. I know who I am as a player. You know, I know how hard I work. I know what I bring to the team, to the court. I just wanted to come out here and show I can prove we're winning and um, you know, that's what got it in for me. Um, you know, I'm extremely happy. My teammates did a great job. Coach staff did a great job. But, you know, that's what happens. You know, we're going to keep going from here. I'm not satisfied. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this next challenge. That's Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls. Who won last night. Uh, just going over some of the uh, lines here that I need to post uh, on our thing here. Uh, boy, Edmonton minus 145. Uh, we'll go 145 there. Uh, here's true. Scott Wetzel City in, taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah, Zach going for 35 last night. He's he's posted some monster numbers. He really has. It's amazing. He is uh, – listen, you never can tell with these guys because some guys play defense, other guys don't, and and who's to say if he really does or really doesn't. But the Bulls team this year, not – you know, it's getting there. You know, it's one game under five hundred, which doesn't sound that great, but uh, you know what? All things considered for them, that, that's pretty good. Now, between the Bulls and the Knicks in the NBA, you know, you're starting to get some of these big market teams – you know, if you want to count Brooklyn in that uh, equation as well, you know, Brooklyn and New York here, the Knicks, Chicago Bulls, you know, the NBA could do a heck of a lot worse than having a couple of these franchises get back into the real NBA world. But here's Levine. You know, he's turning himself. I know he was part of some trade rumors, which I never did understand. But here are his numbers over the last, uh, we'll say, two weeks plus. 35 points last night. 21 the night before in a win, though, in a, in a blowout win. So it wasn't like he played poorly. They didn't need him. He won by 20 against Houston. 38, 30, 37, 30, 26, 46, 35, 39. He has scored 30 or more points in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 8 of his last 10 games. Wow. So when you see that 31, is what I mean by, you know, all they really do is just give the averages. He's averaging 28 points plus a game, just under 29. So we'll say 29, 28, 28.8. So when they posted at 30, 31, you know, they're, they're going a little bit higher than his average. They can't go that much higher. But just know, you know, 
average-wise over the last two-plus weeks, this, this guy's averaging 35 points a game. I mean, he's putting up some ridiculous numbers. What I say, eight of his last ten games, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of ten. And and the one game he didn't against Houston, it was a blowout, so he didn't play that much, only 32 minutes. You know, that's just part of, uh, you know, betting. you got to take the risk that it's going to be a close game. And then the other game, he only played 34 in a blowout loss to the Clippers. He only got 26 points. But other than that, 30 points every single game. Well, he has been on just absolute fire uh, over the last uh, two-plus weeks of the season. So, All right, let's check out what are we going to do tonight, you ask. We'll start in the NHL since that's in front of me. All right, our Thursday trend plays. All right, I gave you the list of trends at the beginning of the week. I won't bore you on that. Just know that I'm following and I'm taking those trends and I'm putting them into each game schedule, each, each night's schedule. So here what we're here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna get and yesterday we went two and four. For the week we're six, seven, and one, basing every play on a hundred dollar bet, just to keep it nice and simple. Units if you want to, bananas, shekels. So we're down 175 shekels. All right, so for tonight, we're going to go under 5.5 Boston and the Islanders, uh, as the Islanders have some uh, really good undertrends. Uh, we're going to go over again, Carolina-Tampa Bay. That's down to 5.5. That was 6 yesterday. Carolina is still 9-3-1 over their last 13 games, despite last night's under. Uh, we're going to hop right back on Florida against Dallas, that despite the win against uh, Florida last night, that Dallas still is just 1-6 their last 7 games. We're going to go with uh, Chicago plus 110 at Columbus. Boy, it's amazing how the numbers have come down on this Blackhawks team. Chicago 7-2 and two their last nine. They're playing good hockey. They have played good hockey the whole year. They are by far the biggest surprise in the NHL because that team rightfully should stink. We're going to go under 5.5 Chicago-Columbus because the Blackhawks are on a nice 9-4 under run. We're going to go under 5.5 Nashville-Detroit. Detroit 14 and 5 under this year. They couldn't score with a $20 bill in a cheap brothel house. They are just pathetic. They're worse than Ottawa. They're the worst team in the NHL. We're going to go under 6.5 Calgary, Ottawa. Speaking of which, that's a bad, you know, that, that's a wrong number. That really is. You, you think Ottawa because they stink, right? But believe it or not, they're uh, 12, 8, and 1 under, including 8, 3, and 1 under their last 12. So I make sure that there's a five-game difference between overs and unders and wins and losses. If it's just three or four, then I don't, I'll don't. i follow it, but I don't count that as a play. But if I got a team that's got a five-game, we'll say, difference, then it's a play. So under six-and-a-half Calgary in Ottawa. And then uh, Edmonton laying a buck 45 against Vancouver. I told you this Canucks team, uh, you know, it, it, it uh, is done. Two and ten their last twelve games. Uh, keep going against them. And Edmonton seven and one their last eight. Uh, they beat them the other night. I, I don't doubt they can beat them again. You got to lay a little bit of wood there on the road, but that's okay. Uh, it's a, that's a double win. That really should be a double play because you got a pro Edmonton line, and then you got the anti uh, Vancouver line in that. So, but if you ask for just one, we'll add this to the equation this week. Give me only one, Scott. I don't want to play eight games. I, in my luck, I'm going to go in 0 and 8. I hear you saying that. So give me just one. Out of all those, realistically, it should be Edmonton because you have pro Edmonton trends and you have anti Vancouver trends. But do I? Which one do I really like the most? Because I don't like laying wood on the road. I don't. 
I, I like the under five and a half Nashville Detroit. Shut them out the other day. Detroit stinks. And he said 14 and five under. I, you know, as long as I'm getting that extra half a goal, five and a half and not five, as uh, what FanDuel has right now, I, I would go with that one. If, if I'm going to play just one, that would be the one. So, And we got our uh, prop plays, our shots on goal. Told you yesterday we went 5-5-1, five, five, and one, even split. We got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 teams in action today that uh, fall into our system. Pittsburgh, Chicago, Colorado, Calgary, Buffalo, New Jersey, Montreal, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Uh, if you, Again, if you said give me one, Scott, FanDuel doesn't have the shots on goal for the most part posted this early in the morning. But I'm going right back on our guy, Brian Rust. You know, blanked last time against Washington. I think he's going to have a monster game. And those numbers have been right around two and a half. I'm assuming it's going to be that way for tonight. So give me the under two and a half, or over, over two and a half, Brian Rust. He's our boy, shots on goal. He's the official shots on goal icon. You know, they're talking, they're debating about, you know, who should be the, uh, on the uh, NBA, you know, God forbid it, it's, uh, well, God forbid it's not Jerry West, right? I'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, in 2021, God, you know, you can't bring uh, controversial things up here when people flip out. So, but there's been some debate. Thank you very much, Kyrie Irving, uh, as he wants. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant. I, I guess someone should remind him. He should Google Kobe Bryant slash Colorado. You know, no, no offense to anyone, but I don't know if the NBA really wants to do that. But uh, so just like there's some debate on, you know, who should be on the emblem for the NBA, the logo. You know what? Uh, our shots on goal emblem logo is uh, Brian Rust. He has been an automatic winner for us five and one since we've been following him. So and he's due because he lost last time out. All right. NBA plays uh, our uh Trend plays yesterday. We had a nice little day. Three and one, hitting on over Detroit, over Celtics, uh, Utah. Our only loser was Phoenix, laying nine and a half against Charlotte, which lost outright. Got five plays, according to the trends, in play tonight. Over Brooklyn, you, you know the monster net the 20 and five over. You got to keep playing those overs, Under, which is 226 and a half. That, and that's suspiciously low for a Nets game. I got to tell you. 226 and a half? That really, you know, let me check FanDuel again. Maybe I, I I misread that because that is a ridiculously, I know it sounds crazy, low number. Yeah, FanDuel doesn't have a number posted, but one of the other sites I checked had it at 226 and a half for a Brooklyn Nets game. Wow. I, I can't remember the last time they had a number that low, but that's what it was. So over 226 and a half. Under 223.5 Kings and uh, Knicks. Knicks are monster underplayers. Over 228 uh, Clippers and Memphis. As Memphis is on a nice little overrun. Uh, over 237 Washington and Denver. As the Nuggets are a predominantly over team. 16-9-1 over. Uh, Grizz, by the way, 10-3-1 over the last 14. And then uh, over 241. That's a big, big number. Milwaukee and New Orleans. But... You know, trend-wise, you're not going to get a better trend than the the New Orleans Pelicans, who very, 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 very quietly have gone 22-3-2 over their last uh, 27 games. 22-3 with a couple of pushes. That's pretty darn good. Now, again, 241, that's a monster number. But we've seen these NBA teams. Don't let the boys in Vegas, uh, you know, scare you off the, the because it's such a big number. Just play them. You, you got to play them. Our prop plays uh, for tonight. You know, um, 
you got the usual suspects. You got Luca in action. You got uh, all the net players in action. Probably no uh, like, uh, Durant yet. Uh, De'Aaron Fox in action. You got Kawhi and Paul back playing for the Clips. Uh, you got Washington and Denver with all the guys there. And then uh, Zion and uh, the Greek Freak. That would probably be the one that if you were only going to play one, right, with that 241 number, that should be a high-scoring game. Uh, you know, if you can get Zion's numbers and the Greek Freak, who's really not Greek's numbers, at a decent level – there and and um, I, I you know I normally I would say Brooklyn, but that that line at two thirty six to two twenty six and a half is very, very uh, strange. We'll say let's, let's put it that way. But uh, all right, we're all set for uh, action later on uh, tonight. Uh, up next, opposite picks. So get set on opposite picks radio, sports the radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LL, I know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable 10 minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we give you six, seven games a night, six, seven thousand reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas, and we are proving it again this year. 120, 102 winners, 81 losers with one push, 21 games over 521. How about that? We got a seven-pack of winners for you tonight. Starting college basketball, Michigan lane four and a half versus Iowa. All right, I'm officially on the Michigan bandwagon. I've gone against them versus Wisconsin. They win. I went against them against Ohio State last weekend. They won. No more. Don't have to hit me over the head three times. Two yes, three no. I get it. Let's go Michigan. Love the Wolverines at home laying only four and a half against Iowa. Give me Iowa plus the four and a half. Pick number two, Houston Lane 12 versus Western Kentucky. Yeah, the Hilltoppers have actually won six in a row, but that's come against the god-awful Conference USA team. Uh, And they played two games in nearly four weeks because of the coronavirus situation. Now they have to go on the road against one of the toughest defensive teams in college basketball. Good luck with that. I don't like laying double digits in college basketball games, but know this. 16 of Houston's wins have come by double digits. 16. They are crushing the competition. And again, now they play a mediocre Western Kentucky team. Oh, this has 90 to 60 written all over it. I love, love, love Houston here. Give me Western Kentucky plus the 12. Pick number three, UCLA Pick'em at Utah. Now, it's normally never easy playing Utah, but this year, that's not been the case. In fact, the Utes have waved the white flag on the season. They're just 5-9 and nine since January, including losing three straight heading into this matchup. UCLA, meanwhile, is one of the best teams in the Pac-12 at 16-5 overall, 12-3 and three in conference play. They cannot afford to slip up. They're just a half a game behind first place USC in the standings. They beat Utah by just two earlier this year, but that actually is going to work in our favor as that'll keep the Bruins focused on this game. 
rather than looking past the hapless Utes. Love UCLA. Pick them against Utah. Give me Utah. Pick them. Pick number four. Detroit Mercy laying 10.5 versus Robert Morris. All right, go ahead and admit it. You don't even know what state Robert Morris plays in. What about its nickname? How about a player? Name a head coach. How about the conference they play in? Good luck on any of those, right? No matter. I'll tell you. You know all you need to know about Robert Morris? They stink. John Williams and the rest of the Colonials from the Horizon Conference out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, blow. How bad? How about they're dead last in the conference? Last. They got whacked the last two games by the same Detroit team, oh, by the way. 11 their first meeting, 19 the second meeting, and now they're playing for a third straight time, and all I have to do is lay 11 and a half, maybe 10 and a half. This is a steal typo there, 10 and a half. I love Detroit Mercy uh, as they go for the trifecta. Give me Robert Morris plus the 10 and a half. Pick number five, Ohio State laying four at Michigan State. Yep, Spartans playing a little bit better late. They upset Illinois uh, their last game. They've won two in a row. Uh, but all that comes to an abrupt end tonight against an Ohio State team that lost to Michigan its last game to snap its seven-game win streak. They're going to be out for blood tonight. They beat Michigan State by 17 earlier this year, and it might be just as easy tonight as the Spartans really kind of shot their load their last time out. I love Ohio State. They're not losing to Michigan State. Michigan State stinks. Give me Michigan State plus the four. Pick number six. Uh, Stanford laying one versus Oregon. All signs point to the Cardinal, who have uh, in-season revenge on their side after losing to the Ducks earlier this year. They're also at home. Oh, by the way, Stanford 27-1 and against the spread at home in this series, including 8-2 and when they have in-season revenge. Tough game for Oregon, which is coming off a loss last time out. Stanford also lost, but the tree... 4-2 its last six games at home against a mediocre, nothing really special Ducks team. Give me Stanford. I love that home trend. I really do. Opposite pick, Oregon plus the one. Final pick, number seven, Minnesota laying five versus Northwestern. Oh, this is too easy. Oh, the boys in Vegas are just giving us a gift, just an absolute gift. Golden Gophers are nearly unbeatable at home, and they're desperate for a win to help their NCAA at-large bid chances. Northwestern, meanwhile, stinks. They won't put up a fight tonight. They're 6-14 overall, 3-13 in the Big Ten. This is not Northwestern football. This is Northwestern basketball. Now, while Minnesota is only 13-10 overall, but here's the key. All 13 of those wins have come at home. They're 13-2 and two at home, which is where this game is, oh, by the way. Northwestern, 1-8 and eight on the road. And now all I have to do is lay five? <laughs> I love Minnesota laying just five. Give me Northwestern plus the five. Our opposite picks, a seven-pack, all college basketball. We're going to go with Iowa plus four and a half against Michigan. Western Kentucky plus 12 at Houston. Utah pick them against UCLA. Robert Morris plus 10.5 against Detroit Mercy. Michigan State plus 4 against Ohio State. Oregon plus 1 against Stanford. And it pains me to say it, but uh, uh, give me Northwestern plus the 5 against Minnesota. College basketball, opposite picks on this Thursday, February 25th.
All right, I'll post those on the website, as I always do, uh, pretty much right after the show. So you don't have to worry about uh, jotting that stuff down, even though we do like you to take out the pad and pencils, as we always like to say. Again, yesterday, two and four, uh, a little bit of a blip. Started off, uh, you know, with a split in the afternoon game. There were two afternoon games, winning uh, with Wake and losing with Ball State, as Ball State won big over Kent State. That that MAC is a strange. Well, I, I tell you what, out of all the conferences, trying to figure out what the MAC teams are going to do, uh, it's a head scratcher. Marquette last night, I didn't like that line. It was big, but. North Carolina has been playing great basketball. <clears throat> you know, for them to get blown out like they did at home on national TV, very strange. Indiana jumped out to an early lead against Rutgers, but I did like RU. I, I figured at home they were going to respond after uh, playing a bad game against Maryland last time out, so Indiana was a loser. Uh, Arkansas, I, I did like them. They had all the revenge. I do love that revenge factor. Uh, that's uh, at a college basketball especially. That probably, to me, is the most important thing I look for. I find a team that not only lost but got embarrassed as they did uh, their last game against Alabama, losing by 31 early this year. Boy, I do like that. I, I do. And uh, as much as I kind of like the Lakers plus eight, eight and a half, you know, you got to go with the trends, and the trends all sit at Utah. So uh, we lost on the Lakers as the opposite pick. So two and four, but still 21 games over five hundred. As uh, we're kind of hovering around the, the 500 mark over the last uh, week, uh, week and a half or so. Uh, but that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll slip to that 21-game profit for sure. So check out the website, Opposite Picks. And uh, we post all the updated stats and all the trends that I mentioned, the NHL and NBA trends. That's all on my NBA and NHL page uh, as well. And so will the picks. I'll, I'll put them up there this way. I get a lot of emails, you know, can you go over that or blah, blah, blah. Now, the, the good job by the guys here at Sports Grid, we do put the opposite pick segments separate from the show. Now, I don't know why you wouldn't want to listen to the show over again, but if you just wanted the opposite pick segment, they do post that up there uh, for you guys. Uh, let us check out the poll question one more time. And we got a couple of uh, tweets as well. Uh, Al Pepper, who's an LL, although not a podcast subscriber, shame on you, Al, uh, tweeted, and they turned down Casey Martin uh, way back when, but he was a fringe player. Tiger's presence in a tournament boosts TV ratings substantially. He would be a huge event, so PGA would exempt him. Yeah, I I, I think they will. I, I really... That would be a great debate, and like I said, that discussion is for down the line. I'm just bringing it up now because we like to do it before anybody else. And I'm telling you right now, that will be discussed. And I don't think it's going to be too long before someone else brings this up and says, well, you know, if Tiger can't walk, you know, can he ride a cart with the PGA change the rules? And that would be quite a dilemma uh, because they were hell-bent on not doing it for Casey Martin, but you're 100% right, Al. Uh, he was a fringe player. And as much publicity as he was getting at that time, he's not Tiger Woods. And if Tiger really said, listen, I, I, I can't play, sorry, I, I'm not threatening you, I'm not. I'm just telling you what it is, I can't walk 18 holes, just can't. I can ride a cart and play, though. I, I think the PGA would bend the rules. I, I think that would say something like, well, let's give it a try, you know, or maybe come up with a doctor's exemption. I, I, you know, the outpouring of support that he has received over the last couple of days I find it hard-pressed to not to believe that the players wouldn't be on his side and, and, and make some threats or go to the PGA behind the scenes and say, you know what, do it. Allow us. Change the rules. Otherwise, you know, last we've seen you. Uh, Ed Miller uh, tweets, in last time this was visited, it was with Casey Martin. If people screamed about it personally, I could care less either way. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind using a cart. 
Like I said, when I play golf, I use a cart. Uh, I, I, I hate walking. Hate, hate walking. Now these guys hit it in the middle of the fairway. You and I are, you know, walking back and forth. You know, we couldn't play without using a cart. I mean, my goodness, you know, it would take you know seven hours to play a, a golf uh, eighteen hole round because you're going back and forth. So far, our poll question, uh, you know, Tiger Woods rules: Should they allow uh, carts to be played? Uh, no, has taken the lead. How about that? Thirty and a half percent. Yes, twenty eight. Could care less, 26, and uh, only for some getting 15% of the vote. So go to your opposite picks feed, uh, get your vote in, and uh, maybe we'll update that one last time before we are through. Good news, bad news for the beloved Miami Dolphins. The good news is there was a story that said that Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers running back but free agent, is seriously considering the Dolphins. That would be huge. That would be real good, right? The Dolphins need a big-time running back for sure. Well, it could be the bad news. Well, the bad news is, and it's not really bad, bad news, but I guess they asked the uh, Alabama wide receiver and future number one draft choice, Devontae Smith, um, you know, who was his favorite quarterback, Tua Tags, who's now on Miami, or Mac Jones? And he apparently told uh, people at the Senior Bowl, absolutely Mac Jones. Now, is that just because Jones is there, more recent, or, you know, they kind of made the story uh, like it was a slam dunk. Like, no, this is not just being nice. This is like maybe something wrong with two attacks. As we all know, he stinks. So, I I don't know. Maybe maybe the Dolphins would have want to uh, draft Devontae Smith if he's telling the world that uh, Mac Jones is his preferred quarterback. Interesting. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, San Francisco GM, John Lynch was asked about Jimmy Garoppolo and and his status on the team. And he said, uh, he was asked specifically, do you think he'll be, uh, your starting quarterback next year? And he said, yes, I really believe that. It's a little weird because he's the GM. He determines that it's not like he's a coach, you know, he can say whether, you know, why didn't he say definitively? I don't know why they're trying to run this guy out of San Fran, but they have been for the last year or so. All right, we'll close up shop next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Couple stories here uh, that we didn't have time to delve into too, too much. Fire away. First up, the NBA revealed its second half of the season schedule. Five games on ABC Network TV. Clippers, Lakers, Lakers, Brooklyn, Golden State, Boston, Lakers, Dallas, Brooklyn, Milwaukee with the Greek Freak. Same old, same old. You, you talk about the old boy network in the NFL. Boy, this is the old boy network in, in the NBA. No Utah Jazz, best record in the NBA. No Denver Nuggets, you know, go to the Western Conference Finals last year. No Phoenix Suns, hottest team in the NBA. No Philadelphia 76ers, best record in the Eastern Conference. 
No. We got to have Lakers and Clippers and Brooklyn Nets thrown down our throats. How you got two teams on there, Boston and Dallas, that if the playoffs started today, they wouldn't even be in the postseason. But Dallas has Luka and the Celtics have the history. It's amazing. You just. I don't know what you have to do to get on that special level, but they're not paying a gazillion dollars to put the Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns on. I'm a little surprised Philadelphia's not on there, but it's the same old, same old teams. Amazing. Uh, A little bit bit of controversy in Minnesota with the hiring of uh, the assistant coach from uh, Toronto. Some people aren't too happy that they went that route. And you know what I say to all that stuff, you know, because every hiring now has got to go through uh, hoops. Who wants that job? I mean, Ryan Saunders, whose father uh, it was the biggest and most important man in the organization's history, got less than two years. Uh, and he, he got fired in part, they say, because he didn't get along with D'Angelo Russell, who's been with Minnesota for, uh, for five minutes and has never won a big game in his life. Would you really want that job? Honestly, you, you want that job? Who'd want to be an NBA head coach? Uh, you think uh, even boy wonder Brad Stevens doesn't want to yell and scream at his players, the Celtics, but he knows he can't. Because then they'll really revolt. Who'd want to be an NBA head coach? Not me. No thanks. Don't worry about who gets the job. They're going to get fired eventually anyway. Good job by everyone involved. We'll do it all again tomorrow right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Be safe, people. Wear those masks.